Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, the ones that we'll fight for. Yep, you guessed it, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. As always, you can catch me over on the gram at Lady Devil Dog USMC, as well as my backup account, Conservative Mama Podcast. Um, you can email me at conservativemamapodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? Let's talk about Parlor for a minute. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what is going on with Parlor, but I can tell you that I uh, have the app on my phone and I could get in just like the last time I told you about and there was nothing. So you can see your picture, I guess, but it was like a black hole of nothing. There were no parlor comments. There were no par- parlors. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the right word is. Do we parlor? Do you parlored? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. So um, I kind of tried to take a look around. There's obviously no subscriptions because no one exists. I kind of feel like uh, um, I am legend, like I'm the last person in the world. Uh, That's what I got when I looked around the blackness that was um, the parlor's existence. So they were like, you know, it's up, but uh, screw you, you can't do anything. Um, So I showed them, I parlored, (laughs) and I just... I just said, you know, is anyone, is anybody out there? So, uh, nice little nod to Pink Floyd, um, because I am feeling a little bit like another brick in the wall here. Um, it's just kind of crazy. It's all, it's, it's up technically, but, um, I don't know. It's weird. It's really, really weird. It's like, does nobody know it's up? (laughs) Are we not allowed to make comments? Is Big Brother always watching? I don't know. Right. So, I kind of, uh, I kind of checked that out, and of course, I haven't been back to see if anybody responded. Like, I'm here, you know. It would be super weird. Um, you get a response back, but there's no image. You know what I mean? Like, you can't see their their profile picture. Like, that would be weird. Who's responding? I don't know. I, that's probably why I should never build software or anything like that because on some level I would probably screw around and <laughs> do something just like that. I would I would freak people out. Um, you know, if I were in the business of censorship and taking down any rival uh platforms, I suppose, right? That would be my evil nefarious side. So, it is Friday fun day. Yay! I am so glad it is Friday. I'm so glad it is the weekend. I really don't have any plans, so I'm not really sure why I'm so relieved. I am absolutely half frozen to death in the Arctic tundra that is northern Illinois. Um, I am done. In fact, I am so done that I tortured myself for the better half of the day today as I was working Um so as you guys know, I am lucky enough to work from home. Um, I am one of the fortunate few, right? Where I was not necessarily impacted the same way as other people when the lockdowns happened. I was fortunate enough to work from home. Um, but that being said, I took the time to put the TV on in the background and torture myself with, um, 
my new favorite show, which apparently is um, House Hunters Hawaii. <laughs> and, you know, it's crazy. Like, do you, do you guys watch uh, the House Hunters or HGTV in general? It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a guilty pleasure of mine, right? So I like HGTV. Um, I have a lot of unwarranted confidence thanks to that channel. Um, I really thought here last year that I could put up the, uh, whatever that is that, you know, when you shut the screen door, that little, um, pneumatic, uh, door hinge thing that helps you shut it slowly. So it doesn't just slam shut. Um, yeah. So I watched a lot of rehab addict and whatnot. And, um, I, gathered a lot of unwarranted confidence and thought that I could maybe put that up without the help of my husband. Um, and I totally underestimated the height of the door, the fact that I needed a chair and a third hand because I couldn't figure out <laughs> how to put this stupid, whatever that is that I mean, I know it's got a name, but I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. Um, and see, do you get why I have a lot of unwarranted confidence? So I'm up there juggling this thing with one hand. I'm trying to stick the tiny. It's such a small screw. Why is it so small? It's tiniest little screw onto this drill because I <laughs> I can't quite figure out how to make the screw stick. <laughs> And keep this stupid pneumatic pump thing up on the wall um, as I'm going to drill. So it was a it was a disaster. I was too close to the to the door jam. I was too far away. Like <laughs> it went on for way longer than I uh, care to admit. Before he came over and he was just like, "Do you give up?" And um, yes, <laughs> I had to concede defeat and hand over the power tool. Which isn't to say that I'm that bad with all power tools. I'm not, but um, when it comes to, I guess, hand-eye coordination, uh, there's something that I lack there, I think, because I just couldn't make that happen. It's like my mind knew what needed to happen, and my hands were like, to hell with you. We do what we want here. <laughs> I might as well have had, like, ski gloves on. It was so awful. Um so anyway, I was watching HGTV um, and the House Hunters, right? And it's bizarre because at the beginning of the show, I've never watched the show before. Um, so at the beginning, uh, you know it's expensive to live in Hawaii. I mean, I don't think anybody is um, disillusioned by that. But here I am thinking, you know, I'm sitting there sort of not really paying attention, but I listen to the prices and I kind of see, I want to see what they pick. Um, so in the beginning, I'm not very interested. I'm not very invested. And the price tags are so high. They're so high, right? They're like, I think one of the lowest, um, housing, uh, asks was uh, like, I don't know, $525,000, right? So already I'm out of the market. <laughs> I'm not even like, I'm not even like the gardener on, in that market. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Um, so at the beginning of the show, you know, I know right away, I'm like, these aren't my people. Uh, I can't afford anything like that. I don't know what you do for a living. But some of these people are really young. What do you do for a living? And I have to laugh because I know there's a meme out there and it's something like, 
uh, they 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 really do make fun of the HDTV house hunters shows, right? Because the meme is something like, uh, I'm a part-time butterfly taxidermist and the husband is like, yeah, and I put the uh, erasers on pencils for a living and our budget is, you know, one and a half million dollars. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of true, right? There's a measure of truth to it. That's why it's funny. So I'm watching this show and it starts off and right away they're, they're so far outside of my own personal <laughs> wealth bubble. <laughs> I don't have a wealth bubble. <laughs> that bubble popped. Um, but they're so far outside of what I could imagine as making a payment on a house, uh, much less in Hawaii, right? doesn't matter where it's at. I can't, I can't afford that. So at the beginning of the show, I'm like, wow, that's insane, you know, but like four shows in, or let's be more realistic. Cause I had that thing on all day. Uh, eight shows in, <laughs> I was like, Oh, 550,000. That's doable. Like, where does this confidence come from? Like all of a sudden I can somehow go out and purchase a Hawaiian home <laughs> for $550,000. I don't know. I guess it's not the point. The point is that I am living in the frozen tundra of um, northern Illinois. That's that's my, my wall there. I'm leaning against it and I cracked it. Actually, it's a Murphy door behind me um, or a Murphy bed behind me and the doors creak. But I leaned on it because, you know, I'm low tech. What do you want? Anyway, so I'm living in the frozen tundra of northern Illinois, and I am so sick of snow. I know it is still February, so for other Midwesterners, just zip it, okay? We get it. We get it. We are stuck in hell, and it is frozen over, and it is the worst. It is so cold. Um, so I'm ready. I don't care. I'll leave tomorrow. I'm, I'm going back to Florida, or <laughs> I don't know, though, because you know, now they're trying to convince us it's climate change, but, um, apparently all of the South is frozen and you can't do this to me South because I plan to move back there at some point in my life. You can't just freeze over like this. That's sending a mixed message. If I wanted you to look like where I'm at right now, then I would just stay where I'm at right now, but I don't. I want tropical plants and I want warm weather and I want to be able not to freeze to death for, 24 months out of the year. But yeah, so, you know, the South really has been hit hard with this cold snap. That's what we call it up here. Oh, it's just a cold snap. You know, how Midwestern, it's just a cold snap. <laughs> this is hell. We live in hell. <laughs> cold snap. My niece sent me um, some pictures. She's stationed in Alaska, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, these pictures are beautiful, just gorgeous. Why do we have more snow than you? Um, so my mind is kind of blown. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it is climate change. You know what? I don't care. I will burn a whole wealth of tires in my backyard if it means I don't have to live through cold like this. I'll, I'll single-handedly destroy the ozone layer. I'll do it right now. I'll burn tires right now. I'll burn all my trash ridiculous I'm so sick of this but I am feeling really bad for Texas because Houston has been hit so hard um, as you guys know uh, it's been in the news their power grid has been down for days it 
I read a headline that said that um, FEMA has had 60 generators. Um, I'm not really sure what 60 generators are supposed to do. Isn't FEMA um, pretty well funded? Just a thought. But they had 60 generators that were supposed to be um, uh, given out to, um, is it Houstonians? Is that a word? <laughs> to the people of Houston. Okay. And they're still sitting in a warehouse. I don't know if they're in Texas. Uh, I, I don't re recall what the article said um, off the top of my head, but um, I had read that earlier. But 60 generators are just sitting waiting for some bureaucratic paperwork to be pencil pushed through, right? And you think, you know, the government, I mean, FEMA's entire job is to handle disaster relief, and to help people and yet time and time again <laughs> just sort of noticing that um, they're not real good at it maybe instead of letting it be kind of a government thing we just give it out to the private sector and see what they can do I'll bet you anything there would be like 60,000 generators in Houston overnight just a thought I'm just saying the private sector does it better um, and always will. Absolutely always will. There's no incentive for FEMA to get these things out the door. They're, I mean, why? <laughs> they're, they're not in a hurry. It's not affecting them, right? I'm sure wherever they're at is warm. But I just feel so bad for the people um, who have been affected by this this horrible, horrible weather. And for those of you who ha haven't been, like if you've escaped this, um, this cold snap, um, you know, good for you. It's awful. It has been just frigid, 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 frigid. I took a picture here and sent it to a buddy of mine. We were in Madison on President's Day for uh, my son's um, MRI. And at 10.15 in the morning, it was minus six degrees. Are you kidding me? And then, of course, by noon, um, we had climbed to a balmy minus one, maybe even zero degrees. So, Seriously, the annoyance on my face. I should just go live so that you guys could see it. Just over it. But, you know, if you lived as far south as Houston, um, you didn't move to Houston because you, you want the snow, right? Or if you live in Houston and you've never been outside of it, if you've never seen snow, like, you really don't know what to do when this cold weather hits. And a lot of people were are so unprepared. I mean... I remember when we lived down in Florida, and my in-laws too, because my in-laws lived in Florida for a very, very long time. Um, but when I lived in Florida, we didn't have winter coats. You you had a light jacket for when it gets cold because, you know, we were in central uh, Florida. We were in Melbourne, right? So we're on the eastern seaboard, and um, it's pretty much central eastern seaboard. But it, it gets in the 50s and 60s, but, you know that was cold for us. Uh, nothing like here, of course, right? And I'm originally from Illinois. So this, this uh, accent is for real. It's the real deal, y'all. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> as I clear my throat, oh my goodness, the professionalism, the level of professionalism. You guys should really pass this podcast along. It's unbelievable, the level of professionalism. Uh, <laughs> we're just having fun. So you know, they say that we won't know how many people have 
tragically lost their lives in Houston for a very long time. And and maybe that's true. Um, but I guess, you know, it's frustrating to me because they're like, well, how could this have been? How could we have not faced this? And the rest of us are like, are you kidding? Again, Texas has uh, some of the largest, if not the largest, oil reserves and reserves of natural gas in the nation. <laughs> and if you would have just continued to use that, <laughs> this probably wouldn't have happened. But, um, you know, I feel awful, awful for them. Absolutely devastating the um, uh, disaster area that, that is Houston, Texas. Oh my goodness. Um, so let's get back to home here though. Let's talk about JB Pritzker with his, uh, the bill sitting on his desk to clip the wings of our law enforcement officers. Um, it will make it more difficult for law enforcement to do their actual jobs. Uh, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase some of the things that are coming down the pike. Um, and it looks like, no, we don't have a voice in any of this. So we, the citizens of uh, Illinois are just going to be screwed with this, right? But, you know, what could possibly go wrong? So, you know, if there is an active shooter, for instance, and that person is shooting up a location, God forbid, right? Absolutely God forbid. Um, and then they leave that that location and the cops know. So the cops know who they are. They know what they're driving. They've got a they've got a visual. They know what the person looks like. They know that this is the guy. This isn't like, oh, this could be. They know that this is the person, right? Um well, the person has stopped shooting. So now the cops can't use force. And they'll just catch up with him at a later date. Unbelievable. And that's not all, folks. So if you have a small business and somebody comes into your small business, for instance, and they start causing a ruckus and they're being belligerent and they are, you know, uh, getting in your, getting in the faces of your customers and, then, you know, just being outrageous and really should be escorted from the premises and you call the cops, the cops can show up, they can write the ticket, but they can't remove the um, miscreant who's found their way into your business. So it looks like, Illinoisans, you're going to have to handle that business yourself. Hmm. Um, and it's not all. Oh, we're not done. Oh, we're not done. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, we are not done. Because, you know, like I said, outside of sending our governors to prison for various fraud and, and whatever else, uh, Illinois excels at corruption. We do really, really good at corruption. <laughs> I don't know. So um, if, for instance, you come home and you've got a squatter in your backyard and you really would like them to leave because what are you doing? You don't live here. Uh, what are, you know, get out. Um, and my yard is fenced. Why are you in it? Um, you're completely uninvi uninvited. You call the cops. The cops show up. They can issue a ticket and they can't escort the person off your property. They can't make them leave, which that portion isn't very surprising to me because there is kind of this bill already in place. Um, I think it was written for squatters by squatters, but there's a cute little incident where if you have someone in your house for 24 hours, right? So a guest, if you have a guest, a family member, which actually happened in, in my life, 
I had a family member staying at my father's house. And uh, when my father passed away, um, that person had been squatting there for months anyway while my father was alive. Um, Well, guess what? They were in the house 24 hours, and so the cops can't remove them. They're not paying any bills, mind you. They are literally squatting. They are not paying any bills. They are not doing anything. They're free to take whatever is inside the house. Um, Allegedly, they're responsible for it. So if, you know, there's an estate and you want to sue or whatever, um, then they are financially responsible for whatever it is they took. But good luck. I mean, usually squatters don't have any money, right? Case in point, that's what happened to us. Um, So there's no point suing. Stuff's just gone. Um, you know, but you can't, the cops can't remove them because they're, they're in your house. It's been 24 hours and they're kind of considered part of the home, I guess. Yeah. We were pretty shocked. You actually would have to serve them a, um, eviction notice. (laughs) You're not paying any rent. Why do I have to serve you an eviction notice? My boot in your rear end ought to be an eviction notice. Anyway. That was that. Like that, we learned that one the hard way. So this bill, you know, it's kind of in that or that portion of the bill to me is not very much different. Um, and these are just a couple of examples of what this bill is looking at. It's just it's outrageous. Um, you know, what do you do if they break into your home? What are you supposed to do with that? They're in your home. They're not going to leave. Um, you know, so like I say, you know, stay armed. Make sure that you've got your weapons somewhere that you can get at them. Make sure that they're not somewhere that you can lose control because, you know, you're putting them somewhere that the bad guy can get to them. Um, like an obvious spot, right? Hidden behind the door, for instance. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Not a great location. But, um, you know, the criminals obviously are going to get a free pass here in Illinois, um, which really is no surprise. It is Illinois um, and birds of a feather, right? But on some level, it puts the law-abiding citizens on their heels. Now we have to take extreme measure. And what does that look like for us, right? I mean, you can force somebody off your property, but am I now the criminal? Can I be arrested if I force them off my property? If I drag them off my property and, you know, push them into the street or whatever, um, you know, can I be arrested for that? I mean, it's just, it's just strange, right? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that this is the world that we're in right now. We are absolutely in the upside down. Um, so that's the, what's coming down the pike here as far as law enforcement, another, and I don't know that I covered this, but another bill that Illinois is looking at, and of course this is coming out of Chicago, we all know that the Chicago teachers unions don't actually want to teach anything because, and I quote, it's too dangerous to go back into the classrooms while they're partying it up down in Florida and in Cancun. Weird, right? I think the one was in the Dominican Republic (laughs) taking selfies. That's strange. I guess COVID doesn't travel down where it's nice. Um, anyway, so they don't want to return to the schools, but the Chicago Teachers Union wants to make, uh, uh, it a rule that, um, 
when kids are in classrooms, and I'm not talking high schoolers, I'm talking elementary school, middle school, they want to turn them into little lobbyists, little protesters, and they, the teachers would be required to take them to protests. And I might have covered this on an earlier podcast, but, um, you know, it's not benign. They're not going to, you know, pro-life marches. <laughs> you know they're not. You know they're not. Um, you've got the climate change rallies and whatnot that they'd go to and, you know, the feminist rallies, the women's march, all this garbage, right, that you're going to force our kids to go to. I'm telling you right now, Chicagoans, if you don't believe in this liberal it's really leftism, right? If you don't believe in this leftist nonsense, you need to get out. The city is beautiful, but it's over. You need to get out. Absolutely flee if you can. Don't vote Democrat in a red state. If you're going to vote Democrat, stay in a blue state, but get out of the city if you want to save your children, because this is absolutely ridiculous. And for the rest of us here in Illinois, if it rolls out in Chicago, you know damn well it'll roll out through the rest of Illinois. And it will most likely roll out eventually to the rest of the the United States. It's kind of how these things happen, right? California, New York, Chicago. These things sort of um, act as the catalysts. Um, And, uh, you know, what do you do about it? What, you know, you take your kid out of school, if they're in school, you homeschool, um, you know, you got to fight back. But but how? I mean, it just really starts to feel kind of overwhelming and um, frustrating. So, so frustrating. But we can't give up the fight because our kids are at stake. We, you know, our children's education is at stake. Their, their futures are at stake. We are, we're canceling an entire generation of um, seniors last year and this year. We, we shut them out of sports. We shut them out of normal activities. So all of those kids who've worked so hard to get scholarships and, and, you know, move on in their future academic careers or, or whatever they're going to do after high school, um, we just, the nation just locked them out. I think of how many lives that is absolutely upended. Um, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom, right? But, but all is not lost. All is not lost, folks. It's Friday fun day, right? And so where would I be if I did not have a new bottle of wine to tell you about? <laughs> I'm not drinking it. I should have grabbed it. I, I, and I didn't. But I was rolling through the grocery store and what's on the end cap there but uh, a brand new pair of apothic wines. Woo! Cuz you all know I should be the spokesperson for apothic uh wine. I really should. They 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 don't sponsor me in any way, but they really should because I like their stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I I think one is a cabernet. Um I didn't get a chance to read the label. Uh but um it looked like it might be um I had the kids with me and um, they were a little distracting. So that, and I'm not really tall enough to see over uh, my son's carrier in the cart. So I am literally a menace in the grocery store. I can't see over his carrier and I have hit <laughs> carts and end caps and uh, an entire stack of baskets. I just run into things. I, I almost ran into a woman today because I, I couldn't see her. Um, 
I, in my next life, I'm going to come back maybe at 5'8". That would be great. Um, I'm apparently not tall enough to see over the cart, which is weird because I'm 5'6", so who knows. But apparently I'm not big enough. Anyway, I did read the label on the second bottle of Apothic, and it's got my mind turning because I really, really want to try this. It is Apothic Merlot. It has a blue label because that's important. Um, it looks like it might have, it looked, it reminded me of a blueberry cause that was the kind of the color of the label. Um, what caught my eye of course was that famous twist cap. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm telling you, you can take this to the vineyard, take it to your next tour of the winery and use all of my words and they're going to look at you like that person knows their wine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am almost a professional. I'm like a part-time professional. Uh, So definitely uh, take my words. Because, you know, just tell them. Just tell them I want the twist cap, blueberry looking label, apothic Merlot. I want to try that. And they're going to look at you and go, I've got you. I understand. Yeah. So that's next up. I am definitely going to give that a shot. I will try that hopefully sometime this week and I will get back to you um, on what that is like. I do like Merlot. I like red wines. Um, I tend to like them a little bit more than white wine. Um, But, you know, I'm excited about this. I really am excited about this. I did not finish my Magic Hour bottle. It's still, it's actually up on my counter, so it's probably no good now. Um, But it was kind of grape juicy anyway. It was still delicious. <laughs> so maybe it's just less fizzy. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Uh, the bar isn't very high. So what can I say? What can I say? Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to trying that. So if anybody has tried the uh, Apothic Merlot, let me know. And please let me know if it is the Cabernet uh, that was the one next to it. Um, so good job, Apothic. You keep rolling these things out here. The rosé was was good. Um, the white wine is delicious. Uh, the Apothic red I like. Red blend, eee, I don't know. Um, I don't care that much for the, the dark, so I want to, but I don't. Um, maybe I just need to give it another shot, but um, I am excited for uh, the Merlot. So... That is it for Fun Day Friday, y'all. Um, I know I kind of was all over the place, but it is Friday, and it's what I do on Friday. Um, so, you know, we are just trying to stay upbeat in this Biden-era, nonsensical, upside-down world that we are living in and trying not to let the clowns get to us, right? So pass the podcast around. Make sure that you are hitting the subscribe button um, give me a review, a pro- hope, give me a five-star review over on, uh, iTunes. I'm not going to say that at humbly. I mean that give me a five-star review because I'm worth it. Um, make sure that, uh, you're passing this around, um, over on iTunes. If you give me a review, it helps other people find this podcast. And so, um, we need to make sure that the silent majority knows it's okay to not be silent. Run your mouths, run your mouths a, a whole lot. Just run them. Um, and also, if you haven't checked out uh, Congresswoman, I am going to mess this name up. I think it's Bobert, B-O-E, I think it's B-E-R-T, where she takes to task um, the chairman regarding her Second Amendment rights and her right to, to um, carry 
to protect herself, especially in regards or especially in the wake of what happened on the 6th of January. She just takes that man to task. You know he doesn't care, but she does it eloquently. She does it beautifully and she just brings the hammer down. That's what I'm talking about. That's the firebrands we're looking for. That is what we need. That's what we're fighting for. And that's what we need to run in the next 2020 or in 2022 election and 2024 and everything after that, right? That's the GOP we need. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay warm, stay safe, and please, please, please make sure that you are praying for the folks in Houston. Love and God bless.